Hello everyone, and welcome to Escaping Collectivism, Episode 1, Memphis and the Death of Tyree Nichols. To begin with, let's go over the timeline of this event. On January 7th, 2022, at 8.24 p.m., the traffic stop is initiated. He is pulled from the car, forcibly shoved to the ground, and pepper sprayed. At 8.25 p.m., he escapes and flees. At 8.32, Tyree Nichols is apprehended. And at 8.34, Nichols is beaten while his hands are behind his back and is by all visual cues defenseless and no longer a threat. Five officers were charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, two charges of aggravated kidnap, two charges of official misconduct, and one charge of official oppression. The five officers are Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith. At 8.41 p.m., medics arrive but offer no aid. The EMTs involved are Robert Long and Jamichael Sandridge. There was also a Lieutenant Michelle Whitaker who stayed in the car. All three have been fired from the Memphis Fire Department. At 8.55 p.m., the ambulance arrives and he is taken to the hospital, where on January 10, 2022, Tyree Nichols dies. On January 15th, the chief of police announces administrative action is being taken and an internal investigation is ongoing. On January 18th, a federal investigation is declared. On January 20th, the five officers are fired and an investigation into the fire department personnel begins. On January 26th, 2022, the officers are formally charged and the chief of police releases a statement on the body cam footage and the heinous nature of it the day before it is released. On January 27th, 2022, the body cam footage is released and protests and riots break out across the country in many major cities. So this is what happened. These are the facts of the matter. But they do not answer why did this happen. I believe it's two reasons. You have low quality officers and bad leadership. I believe this low quality in policing is driven by a lot of the societal pressures that have been thrown at the police with the defund the police movement. Um, And you can see the impacts nationwide. So on policeforum.org, you can see that between 2020 and 2021, there was an increase of 40.4% in resignations. During this time, in 2020, the Memphis, well, in 2021 and 2022, due to this fall off of policing, Memphis PD lowers the standards for hiring officers. This is reported by the prime millennial or the post millennial. And two of the five officers are hired during this time frame. That would be Tadarius Bean and Demetrius Haley. They lowered the standards for education and physical fitness standards. Demetrius Haley 
was a corrections officer in 2016. He was accused of beating an inmate. The case was thrown out on a technicality, and the judge did not rule on the merits of the case. But it does bring to question that if maybe there had been higher standards as far as who was allowed to be a police officer, that Demetrius Haley may not have been there and this incident may not have happened. But instead of finding higher quality officers and instead trying to change the social pressure around it, the Memphis PD's response is that they're going to hire 300 more officers this year. And that they're going to lower the standards a little bit more. They're going to have on-site testing events. So they're going to have job fairs where you can go do your physical agility test because it's no longer physical fitness. We've, we've changed the standards. You can take portion of your test and you will get a portion, you get a job offer and a portion of your sign-on bonus and then you will be admitted to the academy. I will wager that the number of people who pass the academy continues to drop even further. This is from the Memphis Police, the, Memphis, the City of Memphis 2023 fiscal year adopted operating budget. These are the key performance indicators for the Memphis Police Department. In 2021, they had 80% of police recruits complete the, the, the academy training. With the drop standards, in 2022, only 78% of the candidates passed the academy training. During this time frame, the number of violent crimes in 21 was 6,711. The police department's goal was a 1% decrease. Instead, in 2022, there were 7,917 violent crime incidents. I think it's very clear that the police force is lacking. And they've been hiring people, and they, the budget is not the issue. The issue is the people that they are hiring. That we do not have high enough standards for our police officers. We also have an issue of bad leadership. Chief Sarilyn C.J. Davis was fired from Atlanta PD in 2008 for an alleged cover-up of sex crimes involving minors. The man who she was protecting was the husband of a police officer. In 2008, though, this was appealed and overturned, and she was brought on. She was named in the Oprah magazine as one of 80 women forming the O. White House Leadership Project. Davis then went on to become the Deputy Chief of Atlanta from February 2014 to 2016, where she then left to go to Durham, North Carolina, where she served as Chief of Police from 2016 to 2021. In 2021, she became the first female Chief of Police for Memphis. While she was in Atlanta, though, she ran another crime unit similar to the Scorpion unit that conducted this traffic stop. They were known as the Red Dogs. They were known to use excessive tactics 
and unconstitutional methods. In 2013, one of the officers interviewed from this unit stated that the officials knew about it and they were okay with it because it was getting them results. C.J. Davis helped create the Scorpion Unit, which was set up to stop violent crime and reckless driving. It instead seems to have become a gang of cops with no regard for constitutional rights shaking down low-income neighborhoods. When this was created, the chief is quoted saying, We have advocated take the car. Even if the case gets dropped in court, we witnessed it, you did it, you might be inconvenienced for three days without your car. That's enough. And this is reported by the New York Times. What she's really saying is we have no regard for your Fourth Amendment rights. And for these people who she has taken the car, they may not be able to get to work. They may lose their job. These are This was not focused necessarily in just high crime areas. It was in low-income neighborhoods. We are oppressing people for no reason. But at the same time, the sales of vehicles seem to go up. The Memphis Police Department, one of their bragged about improvements over COVID was that they changed their impound lot instead of having in-person auctions to online auctions. And that this has allowed them to continue to sell their impounded, the, the impounded cars. This unit though was praised by the mayor, high city officials, and the chief of police. But it really seems that they were given carte blanche to operate as they saw fit. And the Constitution did not seem, it seemed to be too constraining for this group of people. I think this can clearly answer why this happened. We have bad leadership and we have hired bad police officers. But what it doesn't answer is why has the story continued to be racialized and thrown at a high profile. By all means, this is a, sto a story of success of the Justice Department. And fast acting on the Memphis PD's part, they, they do get this correct. The officers were very quickly charged. Well, they were, they were relieved of duty. They were fired, and then they were charged. They were being prosecuted for the crimes that they have committed. But instead of recognizing that we need to do a better job of hiring police officers and we need to hold our officers to a higher standard. We as a society seem to be unable to do that. Because to admit that this is a failure of police policy and that this could be due to the defund the police movement meant that the woke mob would have to admit that they were wrong. It would mean admitting that police reform is hard and that the answer is not just defund the police. You have to hire good officers and you have to train them. Both of these things cost money. But since admitting we are wrong is not something many people do, instead we have people like Van Jones from CNN saying these five black officers beat him because of anti-blackness. Because the answer for everything now is you're either a racist or a bigot. Which when those are the answers, we do not address the problem. We continue to split into tribalism and it fixes nothing. 
So instead of us agreeing that we should hold bad cops accountable and lifting up the Memphis PD and the AG's office of Shelby County for properly investigating this and doing it quickly and realizing that this was not necessarily a racial issue, we are seeing protests boil over all over the U.S. claiming that it was just that. And with the presence of such people as Al Sharpton, claiming that if he had been white, this would not have happened, this will continue. We will continue to see the racial division grow. But I have not seen Al Sharpton or Van Jones come out and discuss the shooting of Jason Klupfer in, Murphy's, in Murphy, North Carolina. Jason was sitting in his home. There was a 911 call claiming that he had a gun. He and his wife were at home. The SWAT team threw a robotic camera through his window. He picked up the camera, walked outside with his hands up, and the Cherokee SWAT team shot him. Thankfully, Jason survived, but I don't see anyone discussing this. You have the... SWAT team with a mixed group of people and a white man who shot, and that's not an issue. But the, it does show the issue that we have bad police officers because we have lowered our standards and we need to hold bad police accountable. But as long as we continue to push that it is purely a racial issue, we will never solve these problems and we will only become more divided.